Between You and Me, the podcast for fabulous but possibly frazzled women who want to take charge of their lives. Co-hosted by Galway journalist and NLP coach Maria McHale and Dublin journalist and the midlife coach Alana Kirk. Because let's face it, between you and me, we'd all love to be able to press pause once in a while. Praise be. Okay, I've been reading too much Handmaid's Tale. But Praise Be is a really good way to introduce this podcast, this episode, uh, because today's episode is on, drumroll, the word of the day. Gratitude. Gratitude. Now, please don't be rolling your eyes or groaning for those of you who aren't into gratitude yet, because um, I would have been one of those gratitude cynics for a long time. Um, and me, actually. Yeah. Um, and we are not going to be talking just about being happy clappies, taking the happy pills um, or drinking lots of gin, which are all options, of course. <laughs> but um, we are talking about the science of gratitude, how it actually um, helps your brain uh, move in a completely different way and the impact on our lives. And I think at a time that a lot of us are probably feeling a huge amount of change going on, a huge amount of stress, there's a huge amount of fake news and orange people on the telly, um, and dare I say the Brexit word. But the fact is, yeah, you know, sometimes it can actually be really hard <laughs> to practice gratitude. So today's episode, yeah, is all about how we uh, introduce the practice into our lives, the impact it will make on our lives and why it is a really, really good thing to do. And I think I could probably, you know, as I was growing up, you know, that whole thing, we've got to, we've got to be grateful, you know, that typical um, childhood thing with particularly in Catholic families but I'm sure it's in every family you know be grateful for what you have you know there's people who starving children in Africa eat your dinner all those things you know and um, I was quite cynical about gratitude until I had that patch of anxiety the the kind of my hole as I say you know where I basically was anxious for a few years and it wasn't until I, and again, I was very cynical about, you know, finding three things every day to be grateful about. I kind of felt it was a bit like affirmations where, you know, if I just tell myself I'm really happy, I'll be really happy. Oh, no, that doesn't work. Um, and because it's becoming really prevalent. If you, you only have to look on Instagram and Facebook and every second post is some sort of meme yeah. or, or aff exactly affirmation. And they're mm. all good where no one's saying these are mm. bad things. But that's not the philosophy we're talking about. No, no. And gratitude is incredibly powerful and hugely linked to our emotions. And I mean, it's there's huge neuroscience to gratitude because basically when we are grateful, um, it affects our nervous system. And so basically our body releases dopamine and serotonin um, and that makes us feel good. Is that the same stuff that you get from sex and chocolate? <laughs> uh, yes. Super. <laughs> so being grateful and having those other two things in your life is very, very essential. So they enhance our mood immediately, those uh, feel-good hormones, and they affect the neurons in our brain. So it's not actually a happy, clappy practice to be grateful. There is actually full-blown science behind the importance of taking five minutes to be grateful. And what does it actually mean? I mean, for me, I think gratitude, and, and we can call this all kinds of things. We can call this gratitude. We can call it uh, just being positive of what's in our life, um, thankfulness, etc., uh, graciousness. Um, but it basically helps people refocus on what they have instead of what they lack. Yes. And certainly, I think, in today's day and age, because we're a very needy society and we want, 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 and we need, 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 we focus a huge amount on what we don't have 
And the practice of gratitude focuses a lot more on what we do have. And the first thing I do with any woman that I coach is we'll spend the first part of our experience together looking at their strengths, their values, their dreams, their ambitions. I look at all the things that they have, what I call in their backpack, because they're going on this journey of life. And what we want to do is take out all the boulders and we want to see what all we have. In the, and a good way of doing that is to, to really recognise what we do have in our life. So the first thing about gratitude is that it's about being aware from a place of credit as opposed to a place of lack. And I think that, the, you know, the most important thing about gratitude when, when I finally got into it was understanding that it's basically the affirmation of goodness, you know, that there's goodness around us. And, and despite all the calamity that you mentioned at the start of the podcast, you know, um, it's very easy to fall into the whole, oh, God, woe is us. Everything's terrible. But of course, you know, if you have a positive mindset, you will understand that we've never been wealthier, happier We've never had more stuff, more access to stuff, more ways of doing things. We've never had more freedom. Yet, actually, we have much more anxiety and stress. We do, because we're not, you know, practicing a kind of positive way of living. And I think that's where gratitude comes in. But I think for those naysayers and the critics, me of which was definitely one, I want to really emphasize this, that gratitude is absolutely not about ignoring or minimizing the crap in our lives. It's not about ignoring or minimizing the pain or the loss or the grief or the genuine difficulties and challenges that we have. But by introducing gratitude practices into our life, it is about putting those things in perspective. So I have a nine-year-old daughter and she's definitely from that part of the mental framework where, you know, if one thing goes wrong in her life... Everything is wrong in her life. Her shoes don't fit. I hate my life. It's all coming. It's all over. I want to die. And I'm like, okay, so let's put this all in perspective. Um, so it's definitely not about ignoring the, the minimizing the crap, but it is, and it's definitely not about, um, you know, re restricting the good, you know, the bad feelings, because we're all about, you know, acknowledging the bad feelings, but it is absolutely about putting things in perspective. Because we're normal, we're yeah. human, and it is so easy to focus on the shit in our lives. Of course it is. And we're, we're Irish as well, so we love moaning. I mean, it's our number one national sport is moaning. Get into a taxi, moan, moan, moan all the way. Moan about the weather, moan about the sports, moan about the politics, moan about the money. Um, we're, we love to moan. Um, and, and some moaning is good. But you know what? It's actually an evolutionary thing, moaning. Because if we didn't focus on the danger and the drama, we'd have been eaten alive. Unfortunately, today, though, our Facebook likes have now replaced the hairy mammoths mm. and the work emails and the big agendas have replaced the saber-toothed tigers. So we don't actually need to prioritise those elements of our life. Um, and, and all of the science, and I'm going to hand you over to the science <laughs> guru over here, will indicate that actually if you focus on the negative, that's where all your energy will go. And if you focus on the positive, that's where your energy will go. Yeah. And before I touch on the whole neuroscience behind it, you made a good point there about, you know, being grateful isn't saying that. I'm we grateful don't. for you saying that. Thank you so much. <laughs> it, it doesn't mean that we're saying that everything has to be good all the no. time. And actually, there's a bit of a danger, I think, with the whole gratitude bandwagon now, because obviously everyone is talking about it. And it's actually I noticed that there's a certain thing, you know, there's this superficial um, care that we often have for someone else in that, you know, a lot of the time we're generally not that responsive to other people's needs at times or, you know, certain people aren't. And one of the big dangers of a kind of overemphasis on gratitude is 
getting confused between empathy and sympathy. And I just want to bring this up before we go on to the whole what is gratitude and why it's so amazing. Because there's a, a thing where, you know, if you're having a shit time, someone can react to you with empathy or sympathy. And a lot of the time these days, they throw in gratitude. So, you know, you may have had a car crash and you've lost the use of your arm or there's something wrong, you know, that, that's had a very profound effect on you. There are certain people who will come up to you and go, well, it could be worse. <laughs> that's sympathy. <laughs> you know, it's, you You know, you should be grateful that you didn't have both your arms taken off in the accident, you know. And again, it's not really helpful. And really, you know, gratitude should really go along with empathy where yeah. we're saying, oh, my God, that is a terrible thing that happened to you. It must be really difficult. That's empathy. You can still say, yes, I'm grateful that I'm still here. But actually, there is this mix up between these two things now where gratitude is kind of thrown in like, ah, come on, you know, you're, you're fine, really. Um, and it's basically remembering that you may well use gratitude, but also try and encourage yourself to be empathetic towards other people as well, because it's quite a different thing. Um, and then just the whole thing with gratitude and neuroscience, because basically there's, you know, if we're naturally grateful our brains on brain scans are different. They actually, the neurons in our brain look different. They feel different. They do different things. And by practicing gratitude every day, we can kind of help those two. I talked about them earlier. You know, when we express gratitude, the dopamine and serotonin, they're like neurotransmitters. Now, without going into complete geekiness, you know, but they basically are responsible for our emotions and make us feel good. And if they, they enhance our mood immediately, like it's a natural nervous response. And by consciously practicing gratitude every day, we're actually naturally giving ourselves a little high. Yeah. So and we, are, we are going to talk later on at the end of the, of the podcast about how we do actually practice gratitude. Yeah. And how we bring it into our life. Because it isn't just about saying, here are my three things that I'm grateful for. Mm, no. Um, but there's two also there's two ways of, of being grateful. There's, there's showing gratitude to people around you and living a life where you are showing appreciation for people in your life as opposed to the criticism. You know, all the research has been done that in any kind of relationship for it to be successful, there need to be, uh, I think it's the ratio of five to two mm. positive to negative uh, comments. And that can be really challenging when you're in a, either a marriage or a relationship or certainly with kids. So it's about showing appreciation and gratitude to the people in, around you. And that could even be somebody in a shop or somebody on the road or saying, you know, smiling at somebody that you're seeing is having a hard time. And then it's feeling gratitude for what you're having in your life. Um, but it goes down to sort of boils down to one, I think for me, again, and this going to be a running theme throughout <laughs> our podcast, which is really, and both of us, how we coach and it is really about getting people off autopilot and into conscious living. And gratitude is one of the ways in which you do that, because it is all about being aware, being aware of where you're at. And it's not about, as I say, replacing the shit in your life, but going saying, OK, this is happening. But look, God, I, I'm grateful for the fact that I can at least deal with this or that something else or somebody was able to show me or I made a really good friend out of that. What's really interesting is when you look at research, time and time again, lottery winning long term does not increase a person's happiness. Mm -hmm. So we all want to win the lottery. We all think it's going to change our lives, but it does not improve our long term happiness. And I'm pleased I'm not being making light of this, but it's often said that people who have gone through a huge trauma or loss, be it a sort of a cancer diagnosis or maybe the loss, will often say 
that was the best thing that happened to me because it changed my perspective on life. Mm-hmm. And what it did was it made them realise what's important. And that is what gratitude does. It makes you realise what's important in your life. And I think that's the thing about it. It's all about goodness. And we, you know, when you're on autopilot, you're just powering ahead. You've got jobs to do. You've got places to go. You're not, you know, aware, as we said. And basically... Taking five minutes to be grateful for something or think about the things that are good in your life. And even gratitude can also extend to, you know, paying it forward so that you're doing good deeds for someone. And all of these things make us feel good, like literally they actually hormonally make us feel good. So it's a hugely powerful way to make yourself feel better and to increase the happy hormones. And you know, this isn't just Mimi memes. Mm. It is, as you say, positive science and and, and Mm. psychology and the sort of godfather of modern positive psychology, Martin Seligan, did a lot of um, research at at Harvard. So therefore, it must be good. (laughs) Um, And he did a lot of experiments and they did an experiment on the group of people who had uh, who just had to go through life as normal for a week and then write journals and those who had to practice gratitude. And one of the things those people had to do was write a letter of thank you to someone who had never they thought, being thanked properly. And the results were absolutely outstanding. What happened was that people who, they, the, the people who had had to send the thank you letter showed a massive spike in happiness uh, levels that lasted months later. And as part of a practice that I did recently, I spent a week where every day I had to email, type or ring somebody to say thank you. And it was an extraordinary experience, not only for them, because suddenly out of the blue, they're getting an email saying, do you know what? I just need you to know that four years ago when my marriage ended, you showed up for me. And I might have said thanks here and there, but I just actually want to now really go back and say thank you for showing up for me time and time and time again. And this friend wrote back and said, oh, my God, that's but of course. And, and but thank you for saying that, because actually I'm feeling really low today. And you know what? You've just brightened my day. But I did that every day for a week and I contacted Mm. and these were people who maybe I wasn't in contact with some for a while or people I was in touch with every day. But the process of doing that was not only really good for me because it helped me realise and be grateful for the people in my life and the things that had happened. But I was able to give appreciation back to somebody else. And I think that's what we call, you know, a voluntary expression of joy where we're basically allowing ourselves to be thankful for someone in our life or some deed that someone has done. And I mean, it's kind of addictive because once you start doing it, you feel it makes you feel good. So surprisingly, you know, you want to keep doing it. And I think, you know, a smile, a few kind words, it affects us and it affects the other person and it influences the brain to concentrate on positive emotions rather than negative emotions. And that whole thing about um, gratitude and its connection to happiness is huge because unhappy people tend to kind of lean more on their weaknesses and they they doubt their self-identity and they struggle with it. Whereas if you're grateful and thankful, you are more likely to be concentrating on all the good things about yourself and the other people around you. So it naturally makes you feel much better. It boosts your self-esteem. It boosts your confidence. Um, And for those of you who are a bit more um, into the sort of positive psychology idea, you'll know about the idea of mindset. So people have two types of mindset. You have the fixed mindset and you have a growth mindset. And the fixed mindset is the idea that you can't change who you are, your talents are your talents and X, Y, Z. And they very quickly get left behind because they can't overcome hurdles or challenges. Those with people with a growth mindset are able to go, oh, 
okay, challenge, catastrophe, bad event, whatever. Obviously difficult. We'll feel the pain. We'll go through the process. But this isn't going to stop me because I'm going to get around it. I'm going to learn. I'm going to grow as a person. And gratitude is about growing. It's about understanding that when you have that growth and, and gratitude mindset, it is about understanding how much more powerful you are, you know, to and, and having a gratitude mindset also helps you build your resilience. Absolutely. And I think one of the big things is, you know, that again, along those lines, mentally strong people, um, they tend to choose, um, you know, that they exchange self-pity for gratitude so that they basically choose to be in a more positive frame of mind. And they, you know, the whole idea of saying thank you, whether it's to yourself or to someone else, basically is as well as being good manners, obviously, <laughs> is also really, really um profound way of you know how you can make more friends expand your life because by showing appreciation you know you're you're kind of going out into the world in a, in in that growth mindset and it changes your your attitude and and the attitude of people around you because you're far more pleasant to be with yeah. But I think it goes back to another theme that we seem to come back to a lot on this, these podcasts is power and your mm. choice and your control and your power. And, you know, so many of us can live in default mode, in autopilot mode, where we're just sort of responding to stuff that are reacting to stuff that happens to us. Whereas we want to get into the way of life where we are actually responding consciously um, and living a life by design, not default. And if we constantly live in this sort of fixed mindset where we're focusing on the negative, all our energy is going onto the complaint and the moaning and the things that we can't change, then uh, we're very much in default mode because we are always just reacting to stuff happening to us. Whereas if we can pull ourselves into a much more sort of positive growth, forward thinking mindset, then we're able to live a life much more by design where we choose how to respond. Um, and again, I just want to re-emphasize that it's not about ignoring grief or loss or bad no. feelings. It is about whatever. So, for example, those of you who've been listening to the podcast will know, uh, you know, four days after my third baby was born, my mom had a massive stroke and uh, she was completely paralyzed and, and brain damaged and incontinent. And so I spent a year spoon feeding both my baby and my mother and changing their nappies. And it was an unbelievably difficult, difficult time. I had three children under five, I had a newborn baby, I had a completely... Um, brain damaged mum who couldn't even say my name and often people <laughs> meant well when they said to me I'm sure you wish she had died mm. and that's she whole empathy and sympathy yes. thing again she lived for five years um, and it was of course incredibly difficult and hard um, do I am I glad that I had all of those moments with her to care for her and look after her absolutely was mm. it absolutely bone crushingly soul destroying at times Absolutely. We are not saying that you have to be grateful because your life is just great all the time. But sometimes it's finding the good in the bad can get you through the bad. You know, my mum eventually died in my arms uh, with my brother, my uh, uh, dad holding her hands. We were telling her we loved her. We would not have had that opportunity uh, if she had died on the spot. Um, and so it is not about putting down the bad. It's about finding the good in the bad. And I think in most situations we can find something good from it. I think we can and, and like that story you know I think when we understand um, the power of gratitude and what it actually means in our lives you know we're, we're basically not doing that kind of crazy positive you know over positive emphasis on you know and, and, and to me fake at times you know because you know often 
people have shit lives, mm. you know, or bad things happen. Like, you know, yeah. my dad had a stroke as well. You know, those things are horrific. No amount of way. Let's be grateful yeah. for, you know, it's like that is not what gratitude is. And I think that's where, you know, this danger of social media where everything becomes trite um, rather than, you know, deep and meaningful. We're actually saying that, you know, gratitude isn't always easy. No. But one of the big things is, and I, I would have had this issue myself when I had anxiety and I was just all over the place, was that I couldn't see the good in anything. I couldn't remember the old me. Um, I really was in a hole. And one of the biggest changes, and it took me a good while to even uh, accept that I might be able to do this, you know, was to just every day find something to see, you know, that was good or okay, or something to be thankful for in my life. And of course, once you start, mm -hmm. there's always something. And um, I think, you know, like uh, your story with your mom, um, my dad also had a stroke and he died over a weekend, um, which is the exact opposite mm. of, you know, and again, I would have had that, well, at least he didn't suffer or blah, 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 blah. But, you know, in, in the awfulness of that terrible weekend, of course, there were those moments where you could, you know, we there was laughter. Yeah. <laughs> there was yeah. tears, there was laughter. But, you know, it was that feeling of like, even in all this shit, yeah. we're okay and, you know, we have this moment with him yeah. and we yeah. can say goodbye. And, and so even in the darkest of times, right. you can just look to the bright light, I suppose. And that's why gratitude is so powerful that... It's, it's particularly powerful when we're down and we're low and, you know, when we're struggling for whatever reason in life, being able to find the good in anything mm -hmm. will actually affect your hormones. And that's why it is so powerful. Now, I have a dog, which just by, by the very nature of having a dog ups my gratitude levels hugely because my dog forces me out every day for a walk. And for me, um, every day I allow myself that moment to really connect with being outside, whether it's raining, whether it's windy, whether it's cold, whether it's gorgeous, and just connecting with that moment of walking in the trees uh, and be grateful just for being alive. And I mean, it can be so simple. It can be so simple. It wouldn't, I mean, listen, both of us have been at the edge of it all. That's why we're here. That's why mm -hmm. we've built ourselves back up um, and we've gone through so much training and that's why we help other women because we're not talking from a place of happy, clappy lives. We've come from places of real and utter loss and, and drain. So it is can be as simple as I am grateful for still being here and that's about as much as I can muster. Um, or it can be as simple as I'm really grateful for just laughing in the last hour because somebody made me laugh. Um, but we want to talk now a little bit about how do we practically do that? Because I think this is a big thing. How do we practice it every day? We talk about it as a practice because it is, you know, like any emotion, you can't just fake it. Uh, and that's the, 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 I think the problem that we can often have is that people think, oh, I've got to write three things I'm very grateful for. And it's fake because they're not feeling mm. it. You're not really, you're not actually absorbing that graciousness and attitude, that gratitude and appreciation but like any um, habit it can be cultivated so there are several ways that you can do it there are and I think one of the things is you know to remember that it actually blocks your kind of toxic emotions so you know it's a really good if you are feeling up and down and moody you know at times you know you can't be grateful and also be envious or resentful or regretful because it's the exact opposite you can't have those two emotions so you know it actually reduces 
frequency of depression. They've done all this research now. So it's actually amazing. And one, a lot of the things we, we could, they're very simple things about being grateful, you know. And I think, I think the danger is that the whole writing down three things somehow has become what you do yeah. and it it is as opposed to what fake. you feel yes. you've got to it's feel a it very very fake um because you can dash off three things anyway in anything and so i suppose my things uh, to be grateful for i often you know i i don't necessarily write down my great gratitude anymore but i did at the start because i was in a bad place and it kind of anchored me and kind of kept me going. And also there is something nice about writing it down in the sense of when you flick back over yeah. pages, you can remember a lot of lovely things or, or happiness. And, and that, of course, is what it does. Um, but I have done things like, you know, um, basically um, telling someone you appreciate them, like you said, um, doing a good deed, paying it forward, you know, buying coffee for the person behind you in the queue. These are all, they sound so simple, but they make you feel so good. And one of the big things is, you know, you can choose to put in place things that make you feel better. So like avoiding social media too much if it upsets you or makes you feel envious or, you know, calling people you love more, um, spending quality time with people and actually being present. I think, again, the danger with our busy lives is, you know, we, we go out now and we're all on our phones and we're um, chatting, but we're not really chatting. It's like I was saying to you about empathy and sympathy. People have this kind of superficial um, concern for people, but they don't really want to know how they are. So actually taking time to be genuine, genuinely concerned for someone and listening to them is a way of being grateful. There's also that just being conscious. So, you know, um, we've spoken about this before. Um, we can be so busy doing stuff, we forget to be. And uh, so we can be just, and it's about checking in with yourself as often as possible. Obviously, it's become far easier for me now. It's become a way of life. But I had to start at the beginning where I had to start writing things down. Um, and uh, I actually do. I have a journal. And the first three things I do, I, I start the day by writing down what I'm grateful for. And I end the day with that too. And it could be something really stupid or silly. But uh, saying thank you is a big thing. And um Connecting with people, so in shops, making sure you make eye contact, appreciating the people you have, being really conscious that you're not constantly criticising a child or a partner, a relationship or a friend, that you're also balancing it out. Because by forcing yourself to think about the positive, you uh, will allow yourself to actually lift yourself naturally into the gratitude zone. I used to have this exercise when I was training for the marathon. Um just because you were going for such long periods of time and uh, someone gave me an exercise where, you know, you had to spend three minutes thinking positively about 10 people in your life. So I spent the first mm. three, three minutes on one of my daughters and the next, the next, then my mum, then my dad, etc. And within, you know, I, by the end of it, I'd done a half an hour's run. But I'd also was feeling absolutely joyous and buoyed up because I wasn't allowed to think negative things. I could only allow, allow myself to think positive things. And then you refill your tank because it's so easy to deplete your tank when someone's irritating and you're tired and they haven't cleaned up and they haven't done this and someone at work annoys you. But actually filling up your your tank with um, the marble, the Brené Brown idea of mm -hmm. the, the marble, the friendship marble, that every time someone's nice, they've, they've got a nice thing about you, put a marble in. And every so often you have to actively do that. You have to actively fill that marble jar with marbles with your own thought processes. But uh, there's also showing appreciation to somebody, taking notice of nature and beauty. That's a huge one for me. Mm. And it's a I'm really important yeah. one where just every day I check in, even if it's for five or ten minutes where I am, 
been it's not hard at the moment with the beautiful autumn leaves and everything um, and telling someone to make you happy um, because by telling that you will but I suppose the biggest takeaway is and also understanding that you get to choose your problems none of us live in a problem free life so for example I choose the problem of working from home and juggling my kids and some days I could run to the hills because it's really difficult. And, you know, I'm trying to get a piece of work done. I have people wanting things. I've got to pick somebody up from school. I've got to do X, Y, Z. But I am grateful for the choice to juggle my work from home with my kids rather than having to rely on going to an office job, having somebody own my time, because that wouldn't suit me in my lifestyle as a single parent. So it's about understanding that you're not always going to have a perfectly happy life and we're not mm. happy clapping here, but it is about grateful, being grateful that you can have the choice. And I think that's where, you know, you can start if you start if you're starting out um, with a gratitude practice, you know, the writing down thing is great. But the reason I don't write it down anymore is it's quite compulsively addictive. <laughs> so <laughs> I literally started um, just having mindful moments throughout the mm. day again because I was anxious and I was checking in with myself all the time to try and you know ease the anxiety and reframe all my thoughts. Gratitude had a huge um, part in that because you know I, I had to kind of stop myself and go okay hold on a second now you know what could I be grateful for now so I will literally spend the day um, at any moment I just have this what could I be grateful for here you know the queue like even on the bus I was thinking it was pouring with rain and I was thinking well at least I'm on the bus and I'm going to get straight into town and I'm not on the train <laughs> where I have to get the Lewis and you know it's it's silly little things but it's just reframing constantly so it's your perspective you're just changing up your perspective and you're choosing a happy thought and a positive uh, interaction. But the thing to remember is this is not just a momentary thing. You don't just go, oh, God, I'll be grateful being on the bus. It mm. is what does that do for you that completely reframes your mind so that you're not getting off that bus stressed and pissed off and angry and fucked off with everybody because of the rain. You're getting off that bus going, whoa, OK, I'm in charge of my life. Par forward. Hasn't worked out exactly the way I was, you know, I'm a half an hour late. It's roaring with rain. But that moment of gratitude and just saying, OK, well, here's where I'm at is just reframes your whole mindset. Very much so. And I want to just sort of do one last one about women in particular, because this is something we're particularly bad at. I think it's so, so, so important that women do this, not just about the things around them, because I know when I start working with women and they, I ask them to send me their grateful lists and all the things that are good, they're always about other people. So-and-so did this, and I'm so happy, happy for my children. I'm so happy for my mother and my father still alive. I'm so happy for this, that and the other. What about you? Mm. aren't you great don't you look good today do you look sassy in that do you like your new red coat whatever it might be so it's really important for women to start getting boastful because it's something we're not good at and again when you start being really conscious and go I'm really grateful that I've got I'm full of energy I'm really grateful that I am a really good communicator I'm really grateful that um, I'm a great hugger I'm really grateful that I'm whatever and start you know blown serious glitter up your ass um, because that again it all lifts your mind frame and I think that is something we really struggle with um, in Ireland in particular you know this idea that we have notions and you know we can't possibly be blown <laughs> glitter so we should <laughs> and I think again I, I would really subscribe to this view of like I'm bloody fabulous and you know it sometimes makes people a bit uncomfortable 
you know, because nobody wants their, it's a bit, I've had people say, oh, that's a bit big headed or you're full of yourself. They say it in a funny, jokey way, but they actually mean, God, you're really full of yourself, aren't you? And it's that thing because they can't. But that shows their insecurity. Yeah, of course. And it's, but it, actually that whole thing of being able to own yourself, own your achievements, own your Absolutely. success, own your own happiness. It's like we were saying uh, in other podcasts, you know, you are the boss. So you can choose to be walking around with a bounce in your step, to be happy and grateful to, you know, find a coffee shop that has the tea that you like or the coffee that you like or, you know, to find a book that you were dying to read in the charity shop or, you know, bumping randomly into someone in town that you haven't seen in ages and having time to go for a coffee. Or catching yourself in the shop mirror and go, oh, my eyebrows look good today. (laughs) You know, it's the little, little things, isn't it? And it really does change our mood. Because unless you're living with people who are also really into this appreciation aspect, uh, no one else is going to do it for you. So you need to wake up every single morning, look in the mirror and go, I am grateful. I'm so fucking great (laughs) because no one else is going to. And you need to put that mindset in place because I suppose the most important thing about sort of signing off on, on this podcast about gratitude is And this is a scientific mental psychology fact. You are where you spend your energy. The person you are is where you spend your energy. So if you spend your energy on the negative, that's where you'll be. If you spend your energy on the positive, that's where you'll be. Absolutely. And I think the biggest thing about gratitude is that it actually does change your brain. The more you do it, the more different you feel, the more, you know, you feel better, you feel more positive, you have better moods and who wouldn't want that? So it adds to the whole triple whammy now. You can have sex, <laughs> you can have chocolate and you can have gratitude. <laughs> what more do we need? Not very much. <laughs> See you next time. See you next time. And thank you. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you. This podcast is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network.